Okay, welcome to Tavern Talk on the Hot Eats Network. So this is a D&D related chat and we're all having a drink and we're all talking about nerd stuff. So hope you enjoy. You know what I think is an interesting topic to discuss for like five minutes or so? Mm. Does your job in any way help you in D&D or has it? 100%, 100% yes. Because <laughs> I do nothing but do D&D. Size employers, if you're listening for legal not, reasons, yeah, this is a joke. We are not listening to this. I tell you now, I paint my minis, I print my minis. <laughs> I, I meant like in the game, like roleplay-wise. No, no. I plan my stories out, I plan my NPCs out. I've got NPCs oh, on people oh I God, work I'm with. Bad. It's brilliant. I do nothing in work but plan for my D&D <laughs> session on a Tuesday or Thursday. <laughs> that is it. So yes, it does help me with my D&D. Amazing, amazing. Ash, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my role, I work in conservation education. Um, so a lot of my work is with like kids and stuff like that, but massively varied audiences. So... I, I generally have to put on a persona the whole time that I'm at work and I have to tailor my speaking to the different audiences um, the whole time because I can be speaking to like a group of adults or like literally like a group of naught to fives about <laughs> animals and conservation and stuff so um, and then yeah my whole job is public speaking so I meet some pretty interesting people as well because I think it's probably similar to what Kat's going to say but like getting inspiration from people that you meet on a daily basis um, but a lot of my characters are inspired by like, animals and things like that we were talking about Bloody Mary before so um, Bloody Mary is a, a, a fruit bat because um, I work in a bat cave with a lot of fruit bats um, and yeah so she's about like the misconceptions of bats and everyone assuming that she's a vampire bat and she's mean but she's a fruit bat and she likes mangoes and stuff like that and um, so yeah a lot of my inspiration comes from the animals that I work with but also the people that I meet as well um, yeah. and it definitely helps because I'm pretty good at public speaking generally um, what's well, so it makes you like more confident in role play. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's still something that I've had to work with. Like, like I, I don't think there are many people that role play comes naturally to, but like I do it as part of my job at work. Like, you know, we'll pr- be pretending to be silly characters or explorers where people have to come and find us. Like, I'm constantly pretending to be something stupid at work um, to get kids engaged with conservation. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it it does come a little bit easier to me because I am doing it on a more regular basis rather than just D&D like kids have wild imaginations so they're constantly getting you to pretend to be something Um, so kind of just being a child at work definitely helps with (laughs) D&D what about you Kat? yeah I mean I um, manage like a sales team and deal with like I've I've basically worked in loads of different areas of, of the sales departments in our company um, selling clothing randomly but um, being like a salesperson again you've got to be like super adaptable to like different audiences different um, people we sell to businesses so it's like young like entrepreneurs or like people who are really experienced and have been doing the job for years um, so you've, you've got to be able to like change yourself it's a little bit like having like loads of different masks for different scenarios so and it gives you the confidence as well to talk in a group or talk to people one-on-one and have like the confidence to make decisions and stuff so although my actual job isn't necessarily anything to do with dungeons at all the actual role that i have to do and also leading a team like you have to be able to influence people and stuff so yeah i'd say like being in sales and customer service and stuff like massively helps yeah and i do work with dragons 
Yeah, you technically oh, yeah. do it with yeah. dragons, yeah. Yeah, there are Komodo dragons there, so yeah. No dungeons that I'm aware of. But. The only way I can <laughs> relate my job to, like, my work <laughs> is the fact that I sell clothes and one of my characters made clothes. I thought you were going to say, like, <laughs> I wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just more, it's more personality-wise, I think. It's, mm. it's definitely given me the confidence to Amazing. do Dungeon, more role play. Dungeon Daddy says that he pretends to be happy at work all the time, so his well, role yeah. play should be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, like, there's some truth in that, though. Yeah. It's, like, especially customer service. Oh, my like, God, yeah. You I do have Emily a front that. on, and it is kind of like role-playing. Yeah, Emily said about, like, Customer know. service is role-play, like, it if somebody is, is yeah. going mad at you on the phone, <laughs> like, I'm very sorry you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> I will resolve this situation and we will all be happy. Yeah, how much pretending did we do in like hospitality? We, yeah. so me and Ashley used to work in TGI Fridays. Like it's the fakest fake thing in the world. Did you like, do the clapping for oh, the birthday? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy, happy birthday! It's your special day. Oh yeah. god! Yeah, I don't get how you guys do that. You I know, can like, make a good like, balloon animal. I have though. people ringing me up saying. The water's not working, and I'm like, "Yeah, get on with it." <laughs> That's I'm why you're not in customer services. Yeah, customer service is out the window. It's not yep. happening. Emily says Stephen King always says to write what you know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> customer service can be a great way to learn to control your rage. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But yeah, I definitely think writing about what you know is so much easier. Like I mentioned it earlier, that all of my characters love animals. It's because there is no situation where even when I'm role playing, if like a size of DM is like a cat appears, I'm not going to be like oh, I'm not bothered. I'm going to be like oh, I should talk to the cat. I want to be friends yeah. with the cat. <laughs> so I may as well write characters that motivated the same way as me just like how all of Kat's characters are scared of spiders they are yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I can't control it even in roleplayer my arachnophobia is that bad that my characters all have arachnophobia yeah and they yeah. never won't so if something is going to ruin your roleplay you may as well just make the characters <laughs> the same thing as you why not about your job yeah, yours uh, surely yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm a, a psychology lecturer, and so I have to think quite a lot about like different psychological states and and you know different types of personalities and things like that. So I've made I've literally made NPCs being like, imagine turning dials on a personality up mm-hmm. to like maximum, like just do, thinking about what that person would be like. Like I've thought about that. And also, I've based uh, like characters on um, famous psychologists. So, like the whole reason I made um, anal was oh, I remember was that I missed that one. This was so because good. of uh, Sigmund Freud, <laughs> like and, and, and him. Um, what a guy! Basically, being obsessed with sex on one hand and trying to help people in a therapeutic setting on the other. So, I made a character called Anal. Um, Don't say that too many times. Sorry, and <laughs> no, yeah, uh, which stands for automated love and nurturing. Uh, wait a minute, no, wrong way around. That's Alan. D and D Alan. Wrong way around. It stands for. And Dungeon Daddy's just said that you were smart as well. Yeah, he said you have a smart person's haircut. I don't, mate. That's why we sit on opposite sides. Yeah, thanks. So, automated loving 
Nope, wrong way around again. No, that but, was... No, no. automated nurturing, nurturing and loving. <laughs> Anal, uh, for short. So her, Stop saying it. Sorry. Um, bum love as a nickname. <laughs> no. her, That's even better. No, no, no. Just... Her whole thing, she was a cleric, but oh. her whole thing, nice, uh, was to heal people like before they needed it. So like she would like waste a third level healing spell <laughs> on someone who's taken one damage. You know, like her her entire character was around this unnecessarily like over the top healing that you didn't quite need. So but you were getting. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a tragic backstory there but I'm not gonna go into right now. But I I got the idea for her from Sigmund Freud mm-hmm. because he's obsessed with sex and he started psychotherapy. Nice. Like that's that's the thing. So I yeah, stole my... elements of um, that character for Anna Hell. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Because well, that... I just loved how like how kind of creepy her voice was. Yeah, yeah. So oh, she was warforged as well. Yeah. So like, yeah, she was basically um, from the outside, she looked like a sex robot. But, yeah. Like, yeah, she acted like wow. A... Well, like she was always shocked. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> gob was always open. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she had a like a loving nature. So yeah, I, like I go to work and I think about these various like psychological constructs and and like how could that exist in fantasy so it definitely helps me quite a lot I go to work and put voices on and then someone catches me and they go <laughs> fuck are you doing it wasn't me it was Patricia <laughs> you know what is really cool who's in here with me I'm just imagining you at home like oh hello big boy Lucy's like who's up there <laughs> <laughs> they do that all the time <laughs> if I'm practicing a voice I'll just do it for days and then practicing it yeah. it's fucking I do it in the car like a lot yeah, yeah I do that just on the driveway yeah, I do it in the <laughs> 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 just get on the driveway I just sit there <laughs> Something that I'm really lucky with in work as well is quite a few of my team, and you guys have got this, like quite a couple of my team members um, are D&D nerds. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice. Like when I first um, took on one of them, like, well, he wasn't actually specifically PvP. on my team then, but yeah, <laughs> he um, he was working for a different bit of our team. And the first thing that um, his line manager said when I walked into the office was, hi, Cat uh, also plays D&D. And that yeah. was literally how she introduced us. And it was nice. really cool. So there's a little like, cluster cool. of us now that all play D&D. <sighs> and when we go into work, we're like, you know, like, it's quite nice so we can spend, like, spin ideas off each other and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Um, Darvis says, is he wrong to have put gremlins in his game? Nope. Absolutely not. Nah, no, no, do it. Nah, no, no way. They're amazing. Have you, have you got both the cute fluffy ones and the angry gross ones? Because that's yes. what I want to yeah, Get them in there. Yeah, do it. Um, but, yeah, with uh, talking about D&D at work as well, we actually essentially run D&D with kids once yeah. at work um, so Claire um, who who I work with who is James's wife who we were talking about before um, she was running a Christmas camp with a bunch of um, our junior rangers so kind of primary age children um, and the whole point was that somebody had like what had they done they'd like stolen the lanterns for Christmas or something like that and you had to go and see all of the animals and find out where this guy had gone and why he'd stolen that's all so the lanterns cool. but like yeah, they literally like rolled for yeah, it and everything. That. Like she made like you know 
decisions for the kids so to kind of get them into that role play um, and it's really easy for kids like they love it so it's super creative for how amazing is that if you like you took your kids to a zoo and then you found out that they were going on basically a D&D adventure inside the, the zoo, zoo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So which is educational and yeah. like all that that's just amazing, that's like, that's, amazing. I love that stuff yeah, yeah. Um, Darva said he just put the gross ones in there he based it off the Gremlins movies and they've disguised kids to make them look like gnomes that's, excellent that's so brilliant. Absolutely it's like three kobolds Emily says since we're on the topic there was a thing about psychologists using D&D to help PTSD yep it's true mm-hmm. yeah, really yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. That is interesting. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Um, and there's also, um, like, an application of... Look, people didn't come here to get educated, but they're getting it. Um, <laughs> there's also, like, a, a version of other types of role-playing which basically are therapeutic in mm-hmm. nature. So if you think about role-play, it's a hypothetical, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's like imagined, like, practice of things. And so even if you don't want to do them yourself... If you role play somebody else doing something which is beneficial for you and therapeutic for you, you know it, it can challenge you, like like psychologically, like taking on ideas that you maybe don't like or don't understand, and like doing it in a role play setting. It's dead, dead useful for people. So yeah, there's loads of science behind it. There's loads of research behind That's it. That's actually really cool. Um, That's really cool to yeah. see how it's dead beneficial we've, for people. We've done quite a few uh, similar things at work as well. So working with children that are on the autistic spectrum and also have some sort of additional needs, um, working with puppets. So mm. we we do work with puppets and we have done like puppet training and stuff. Um, but actually looking into the research of um, puppets helping children to communicate. Um, if they feel that they're unable to do so. So that, that's a kind of similar premise, that creativity and when you're unable to communicate things or helping you with anxieties, that kind of stuff as well, which is really yeah. cool. It kind of ties back to like the fact that D&D is and, and should you know, always be like a safe space for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally for everyone, isn't it? Like I'm just yeah. there, like... Totally. Or, you can always you can always get people into it. It's really cool. Well, that's like our attitude to the game. Like as yeah. a group, I think we're just dead laid back, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you know, if somebody's got a quote unquote like stupid idea, <laughs> like well, so go with it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's fun. Like we we all play the game because it's fun in nature, but also it is an escape from life. Yeah. And like we all work relatively stressful jobs. We 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 love our jobs, don't get us wrong, but like yeah, they can like well, be just a lot. Being an adult sucks, mm-hmm. isn't it? So. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> and D&D gives you a chance to be a kid again. Like yeah. we've we've got people on our live stream right now and we've got people who will listen to this podcast who live in the US and like you know, you've been through a few shit years. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're currently going through a few shit years. Uh, it's just like existing is not all suns and rainbows and yeah. roses and everything. Yeah. So like when you play D and D, you just don't want to be like stressed out. You don't want to be unhappy. You don't want to feel unwanted or any of those things. Like so, you know, part part of playing the game is to be like silly and like you know let out the like inner child at times. Yeah. Um, and also make dick jokes. Like make 100%. loads of yeah, dick jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And cloaca jokes. Cloaca. Yeah, we oh, yeah. I was wondering when that would come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. They always sneak in, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darva says that the gremlins are multiplying and taking people's jobs and the disguises protect them from the sun. I'm obsessed with this. I want to see a whole gremlin takeover. Yeah, <laughs> I need cool, to see this like. in action. There's quite um, an interesting question here. From staff, yeah. yeah. 
Um, what is it? Have any of you had a re- used a race or a class that you couldn't get on with as well as you expected? I think, like, at points, I don't know about you guys, but there's been times where we've spoken about, like, a race or a class that we've been, like, do you know what, I feel like I'm not gelling with it and mm-hmm. I don't know what to do and I don't know how to wait, make it work. And you find you find ways around it, don't you? Like, I really struggled with... Um, I've got, like, a changeling warlock character sim. And I think because I just didn't massively play to her strengths, I didn't get on with her for a while. And there was a point where I was like, I don't know if... I'm enjoying playing this character, and it was only when I really sat down and reread my character sheet. Um, <laughs> Can't not reading a character sheet on And actually started to like properly try and manipulate like her strengths and her traits and features and stuff like that. I started to gel with her a little bit more. But yeah, I think like probably a lot of people go through that where they pick a character and think, "Why have I picked this?" Yeah, definitely. I had that with Harrow. Like I picked yeah. it because Necromancer sounded cool, and then she just really annoyed me for a while, <laughs> and I didn't like playing her. And the world that we were in wasn't really suited to her either, um, meaning that she couldn't do quite a lot of the cool stuff that I wanted to. Um, but ultimately, I kind of went back, and we, you know, we've mentioned it several times tonight. But looking at um, motivations like yeah. I wrote Harrow because I wanted to play a necromancer because that sounded fun but I didn't actually write any of her motivations why she was actually doing any of the things that she was doing why she was even a necromancer why did she choose that path um, so I think without kind of really understanding what the character's motivations were I just wasn't really connected to it at all and didn't really enjoy it so I think definitely writing a bit more backstory for her helps as well um but ultimately, like, you know, you can change your characters. Like, yeah. 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 Kill them That's off if you're not if yeah. you're not here for it. Yeah. Also well, speak to like your DM, like because totally. if they're if they you know, they're a good DM and you kinda of say, Look, you know, I've got this character, I'm not jelling with it, I need to make some changes, what would you suggest? Um, you know, like a good DM will kind of come up with ideas and how can we make this work? I think like and obviously he's not here today, but I know I think Andy had a bit of a like he yeah. was having a bit of a lull with one of his characters. Gin. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, Is it yeah, your campaign? Gin. No, oh, that's yours. And he spoke to you about it, didn't he? And he was yeah. like, I'm just not really like, I don't really know how to develop him or where to take him. Mm. And in the end, actually, he's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> at the time, he's awesome. <laughs> at the time, you know, we were only about maybe five or six games in, and he yeah. was like, he was like, I'm not sure. I'm like on board with the character, like, well, either race or class. Like, I don't really get what I'm supposed to be doing, and like. Jackalman um, Prout joined. Hi, Jackalman Prout. Shut the fuck up. Jack's Sorry. here. Mm. Something your mate. Hey, Jack. Yeah. Jack, I love you so much. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I, I, I love you loads. Um, <clears throat> and you're my absolute boy. This is, is that who that is? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, That's cute. I have a matching tattoo with Jack. Love that. Uh, love you. Um, anyway, back to the story. So Jin, he, wa- he wasn't getting on with his character at all, Andy, and basically he said to me, like, well, what do I do about it? Uh, and I gave him the option, like, look, as a, as a DM and outside of the game and away from you guys, I was like, if you just want to just bin him off straight away, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, like, yeah. You can yeah. straight up get rid of a character, start again, me and you will work together we'll right away that can work um, but other than that I was like just give it a, a few games like don't make any decisions too rash and I put a bit of his backstory into the, the like story arc like right in front of where you guys were so you were going to bump right into mm-hmm. it and it gave him this like brand new like yeah. meaning for the character because I always had it ready it was always there 
it, I, I just didn't know when to include it and mm -hmm. I thought like before he abandons the character let me just try let me give this it was like a little carrot you know what I mean in front of him and then since that day he's been like it basically glued yeah, to that character yeah he's like, a he really good it, character and he's a really good aspect of the team as well yeah um I've I don't think I've experienced it with a character yeah. like that no, I've played. I spend weeks and months picking a character. <laughs> well, yeah. I've got too many ideas and not enough commitments. I think that's my problem. Like yeah. I get really like when we like pick a character. Like you know when you used to do a one shot and like people are like oh I'll just use an old character and I'm like nope I've got a list yeah, of twenty five. Yeah, I've got have a new character. But it does shots. mean that you get a few duds because. Obviously, you just pick people because it sounds good, and then you go to play, and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> and There was only one time where I, I was a bit like, like, what do I want to do here? And it was with Ferox, because the whole... He's meant to be a perfect 50-50. Oh, it's so good, though. I love Ferox. good and evil. Like, literally, in his backstory, he's, he's an offspring of a demon and basically an angel. Like... He's meant to be morally conflicted. That's his entire shtick. That's his entire thing. And then when I tried to basically he's a hipster. do this, he yeah, is. he's a hipster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's an ass, such an arsehole. Uh, when I tried to do this in the campaign, being like, "Oh, what should I do? That's good. What should I do? That's evil." I got punished for the evil, and I was like, "Oh, that's not where I expected it to go at all." It was because of what you chose your. Paladin yeah. side to go with. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why you got punished for the evil. Yeah, because I was aligned with a good god. So yeah. like, it makes sense that like, if I've made a choice earlier on to go with a good god, and I'm testing the limits, that yeah, I'd get punished for that. But like in, but like at the time, I was a bit like, if I, if that's gonna happen when I make like morally grey choices, I don't want to play this character because I'm gonna keep making those choices. Yeah. The you thing was, I mean? it wasn't a morally grey choice. You cut the horns off another tiefling. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, though, like, <laughs> like outside of the game, well, he was dead. <laughs> like, outside of the game, I didn't see it as like a. Oh, he's evil dead. I'll just chop his fingers off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need them anymore. Yeah. But I suppose that's the negative of having such a conflicted character. Like yeah. it is. Yeah, it's but like, we spoke about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not sure what is necessarily right or wrong. I was just doing. Like, yeah, I only put that in just for flavour for that that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it well, was, it worked. It yeah. worked. You yeah, know? definitely it made me think. a good think, point, didn't it? It made me think way more about my character. Like, well, what am I actually doing? Yeah, rather than just like turning. <laughs> I, I think things. although probably at the time you were like oh god like what am I going to do it probably as a DM it's pushed you to develop the character more yeah and like yeah 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 I think that's that probably a good that thing in a way. It's really nicely with what Emily said as well. She said some DM said something about trying to connect the player to the character is backstory. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you ultimately need to think, well, why did I choose this character? Like, I chose it. I chose the race. Yeah. I chose, you know, who they're going to be and stuff. So there must be motivation for me personally wanting to play this. And, you know, the whole point of D&D &D is it's supposed to be fun. So if you're not enjoying it, then why are you playing it? Mm -hmm. um, he was Ferox's god, Emily said. Bahamut, yeah, Bahamut, yeah. Bahamut. platinum dragon Bahamut, so epitome of good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and and again, in his backstory, we are going to release a, a podcast of like character introductions before we move into the next campaign. So yeah. you'll hear a little bit more about him as a character. But he was he's the son of a demon and um, essentially an angel. And at one point, he made a choice to side with the good and made it his mission to kind of escape from his dad as, as a demon and one day go and visit him in hell and um, kill him once and for all 
but he know he just knows he's not strong enough. And so he, he thought to assist me in this battle, I'll side with um, kind of like a god which epitomizes goodness and goodness not through just worship, but goodness through like actions. And that's uh, Bahamut, the platinum dragon. So uh, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, Fabulous also <laughs> thought of a new bad guy, half dragon werebear. That's nice. terrifying. Half dragon werebear. <laughs> I mean, well, I would it fly? I wish they'd give me a mini for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can only hope and dream. 